Hello and welcome to week four of the NFL. I'm Kieran O'Connor, joined as always by Mike Carlson and by John Both. Uh, good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, uh, Bonjour, Kieran, doing? I should say. After your <laughs> bonjour, Kieran. Oh, bonjour, yes, let's start. Uh, yeah, for those of you uh, unaware of my life, <laughs> um, I was in Paris at the weekend at the Ireland-South Africa game. So oh, I how'd did... that go? It was great. It was great, Mike. <laughs> um, a wonderful experience. However, I did miss the six o'clock games due to uh, what I would call uh, some carnage at the airport where I was, my flight was changed three times, which was okay. It kept getting wow. earlier. So that was okay. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, there was a lot of flights to Dublin. So it was all a bit like, you're on the half eight. Actually, you're on the eight fifteen. You're on the half seven now. <laughs> um, I, I watched that. I watched that match with, with the, like, my teeth are still loose. <laughs> it was like, it was the, the most jarring rugby match I've probably ever seen, you know, and uh, it was really yeah. great. I mean, plus, you know, for all those people who hate low scoring games in any sport, you know, it, this was one of those where it was perfect that way because it could have shifted. The whole balance could have shifted on one play at, at any point in the 80 minutes. It was fantastic. Yeah, no, it was great and a wonderful experience. I'm, I'm jealous of anyone going out to some of the rest of the games. And um, if anyone wants to give me a ticket to any of the games, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure we'd all take them. Um, so I did obviously watch the, the six o'clock games in a more of a um, kind of the YouTube thing, which is great. I mean, it's fantastic that you, you can watch those games on YouTube. It obviously doesn't give you the exact feeling on, and Red Zone doesn't either. But I did make it back for the late games. Um, mm. And I also made it back to learn that my best bet had won. So, baby, I'm off the ground. What strange we things, stranger <laughs> things have oh, happened. We, we, it was as the official chronicler now of this. Kieran, yeah. Kieran had yeah. Dallas, Arizona over 43 and they scored 44. That, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You, you know what I mean, a broken clock. Meanwhile, right? so. <laughs> meanwhile, I had... Now, I, I will I will just qualify this by saying my best bet last week was going to be the Rams plus 6.5, which was the Tuesday line. But by the time we got to the podcast, it was down to 2.5, and I chickened out on that. 3.5 at kickoff, so it was... It went uh, back up, but yeah, yeah but yeah. but um, so I chickened out and I decided to take the under on Miami Denver, which was forty seven five. So they only just missed doubling <laughs> the over <laughs> the over under. It may be the worst pick anyone in history has ever made. Hey guys, it, uh, the highest scoring game since nineteen sixty six, and I wanted the under. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I'll li- li- live I that one you down. That one, Mike. That was yeah. Uh, the, that but was anyway, so like, at, like, at the moment, Kieran and I are each one and two, and John I'm two and one because John yeah, now think... has an unassailable one <laughs> one game lead. <laughs> it's an incredible advantage. I, I was in the uh, the Patriots and Jets game, and I picked uh, the Patriots on the handicap to win, and they won fifteen ten. And again, I think I explained it last week, but my principal thinking was that Bill Belichick under no circumstances would lose to the New York no. Jets, particularly no. after he tried. zero and two started. He tried, yeah, the, yeah. But the after Patriots zero tried. Start of the year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But my I mean, next question two... was, uh, just I, I guess it's kind of relevant to both of you, it's the game that you picked, Mike, and the game, I suppose, the highlights that Kieran watched. How long were the highlights for the Dolphins and Broncos game? Because how did you fit all those points into, like, into a YouTube video? <laughs> uh, they also yeah. still managed to show... Uh, one of the worst throws you'll ever see from Russell Wilson um, to the back of the ends. There's been a few of those now. <laughs> it was like, oh boy. 
Oh boy. Well, that's good. I also, Mike, no one actually told me that you were the official record keeper. Is this due to the fact that you believe that there is some sort of. Um... Well, I just decided someone ought to, you know, I like keep track. <laughs> well, I keep track, uh, but I just keep it secret until the end of the season when we crown a winner. But um, if you're going to, if you're going to keep our score so, so open, I, I will be more. But um, it sounds like you think that I was, I was tricking you some way just because I'm normally. I never said that. Well, it was implied, shall we say. <laughs> um, some stats just to let you know about. Uh, let's go against the spread this week. Uh, the Rams have a uh, are, are two and one record. Um, I don't know why they're top because they're not top. Uh, Miami, Arizona, uh, Green Bay are all three and zero against the spread. Um, it's more about the cold teams you want to be looking out for. New Orleans, Minnesota, Chicago, shockingly, Denver, uh, all ones. Maybe you should probably keep away from over under it continues to be kind of a mixed bag but certainly if you're looking for points uh head towards chicago bears but obviously not for them to score uh they're three and oh uh the two and one teams are miami seattle dallas indianapolis arizona philly green bay jacksonville denver uh the chargers and houston um and the chargers of course won that kind of well lose and you're out already in week three uh gentlemen we have a Wembley game. We've got a Thursday night football. We don't know the Sky games, but we've kind of made a bit of a guess at them. Um, and we've got the couple of Monday night games as well. So absolutely. Oh, Sky have to be doing the Bears at Denver. <laughs> they, do they have to? That, well, would be actually, the skyest, that would be the skyest thing ever. <laughs> I want to talk about that one. Okay. Just very, very briefly. Obviously, that's one of the red zone picks because the Denver Broncos take on the Chicago Bears, 6-10 to 10 about the Broncos. The Bears are 11-8. to 8. We don't need to talk about too much of it, but it is quite funny to see the Broncos are favorites. Now, someone explained to me, if you'd only been watching NFL for a week, how a team that shipped so many points last week, 70 in the end, correct? It was 70. They, they are now favorites for a game away from home. Mike, it's a bit. It, well, it, it tells you what it tells you what the, um, the the smart money thinks about Justin Fields and um, his offensive prowess. Um, but this this one's this one's a killer for me because I, I really can see Denver's defense falling apart and and Fields having a couple of big runs. You know, if they if me they too. let Justin be Justin sort of um, and keep it. But but Chicago can't play defense either. Yeah, it's a it's a horrible. This is a horrible game. Please kind of a, to, a, a toilet bowl, a toilet bowl, and we're in week four. You know, mm-hmm. um, so uh, oh, I, I was I looked at it. I was really tempted to take the home dog, but I'm really tempted not to take then uh, Denver. I might go over in this one. What's the over under in this one? Pardon it me? is uh, forty six. Something that the listeners really should know, John, is that you have. A certain somebody as your fantasy quarterback, <laughs> and you've yet to drop him. Well, we'll let's see when the waiver wire clears the day, Kieran. We'll talk about that in a couple of hours. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't yeah. know. I this this is this is one that I wish I had some a little bit a little bit more clarity on, but um, you know, I think this is a volatile game. To be honest yeah. with you, from from a betting standpoint, I think from a, just a, a viewing fan NFL fan standpoint, it's it's a very intriguing game. But this is a game where you can see either team winning. You can you can see either team winning quite handsomely. You can see the only thing I wouldn't really think would be you know you're not going to get a 
for a 13-8 Ireland South Africa arm wrestle type of a game. I don't think that's gonna I think that's the least likely scenario that kind of comes out of this game. But yeah, I mean Justin Fields, he has the we saw him last year, he has the capability of running very well. His like he just seems to have deteriorated everywhere, even in the throwing game, which wasn't that good in the first place. But you know, again, it, it, it's it's we can't underestimate how bad the Denver Broncos <laughs> looked in in that last game. <laughs> There's a lot of karma coming down on Sean Payton's head, isn't there? Just I mean, like the, some of the things he said are you know they're not really or you know he he talked about how I think he alluded to the fact that he and he's right now, of course, but he's right. But he said he's a much better coach than Nathaniel Hackett. Maybe not in so many words, but he kind of alluded to that sort of thing as well. And you're seeing the assets they spent both on Russell Wilson and to get Sean Payton in the door as well. It's just hasn't been paying off so far. And like, this is the real, this is the good check moment for them as well. If they go in there and lose to this Chicago Bears team, it's kind of, it's going to be bad news in, in Denver. So we'll see what happens there. But it's a volatile game. This isn't going to be one. It's not my best bet, but, you know, let's go, let's go for the over. That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, three undefeated teams left in the NFL, the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the 49ers. Um, anyone surprised that those names are the ones that are currently left undefeated after three weeks? Probably the Dolphins just, like that's what I would have said three or four weeks ago, but you can kind of see if they've got a, arguably the best offense in the, well, I mean, it is the best offense in the league through through the first three weeks. And uh, we kind of, I think we say this like every year at the start of the season, like two is playing really well. And then, but like, we'll see if we're saying that you know, in week 12. Week and, and the Niners are primarily a defensive team with with some great offensive weapons um, and, and a great scheme. And remember, the Dolphins are pretty much running the Niners scheme um, and, and, and doing it very well. But, you know, what did, what did Miami, what did Miami score against New England? Was it 24 um, just, just the week before? Yeah, twenty four seventeen was that was that game, and um, so you know I don't think that they're necessarily an overpowering offense yet. The, but the big thing and the big advantage, you remember I said um, after week one, I thought Miami would run the ball more. Week one they threw a lot, and that's basically the the threat of Tyree Kill, which takes two guys out of your you know in two guys in your scheme have to kind of account for Tyree Kill. For a Shanahan style offense, that's fantastic because it takes one of those guys out of the the run and short pass defense, um, and they they really took advantage of that um, this week with the running. And A chain um, is really good. I mean, he's he's exactly the runner, one cut, really fast, just like Mostert, basically, uh, um, but stronger, I think, than Mostert. Yeah, I think maybe hopefully Sky maybe will get their act out and uh, Dolphins Bills. That's that has to be the game, right? That's a good That's shout for the six be. o'clock, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 We'll we'll, nice. we'll touch on that in a little bit. I just want to give you an update on the NFL's uh, Super Bowl winner because it is quite interesting as we speak about this. Because Kansas City and San Francisco 49ers are six to one, despite having done nothing wrong. The Eagles have drifted at thirteen to two. The Bills are nine to one. The Cowboys are nine to one, and the Miami Dolphins are now ten to one. So they've halved in more than halved in price. They were twenty fives. Uh, yeah. to 33s actually so um the money has come for them and people are are taking notice of the dolphins um chargers are 25 to 1 guys after they won at the weekend we did say whoever, <laughs> like, whoever would win see this is brandon staley is the the analytics genius so he's getting the odds to the point where he really likes them and then he's going to put his money down and the team's going to mm. start winning they lost <laughs> mike williams for the season yeah um, big, yes. big 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 which big is loss. not good news for them no but they do have Herbert, who is putting up some just unbelievable stats at the moment. Just um, an unbelievable. I did, 
he <laughs> <laughs> said uh, just incredible remember that guy yeah, I mean yeah. have you ever seen a game well you wouldn't have because you were on the plane back from Paris but Wait. Miami Miami and uh, sorry the Chargers in Minnesota with with the two X-Ram analytical geniuses on each side Staley and and <laughs> Kevin O'Connell um, trying to lose the game trying to hand it to the other team I mean they had no clue neither of them has any clue about clock management in, in the last you know Staley goes for a, a fourth and one at his own 25 with Did two that, minutes yeah. left it went and, exactly as you thought it would go yeah and 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 not only is it a dumb thing to do but it was a horrible play call you know, it's kind of like here's the play you're most likely to stop. We're gonna we're gonna run it, and then the the Vikings let the whole last minute of the game go by. You know, they they 37 seconds they got one playoff in, inside it, at the six yard line. It was bizarre, and you just thought, okay, you know, nobody wants to win this. Fine. Yeah, uh, one thing I get <clears throat> I do mention about Herbert. Um, the stat is he's the second player in NFL history to pass for over 400 yards with three touchdowns, no interceptions, and a completion percentage of 85% or higher in a single game. Just keep an eye on the Chargers if they were to move for him for an MVP because mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about him now and he's on it. He's, you know, it'd yeah. be better if he was Well, on I mean, it's a, clear, it's a clear path now that Zach Wilson's out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you um, don't have the. Uh, do you have the MVP odds there in front of you? Or they- oh, John, I don't. But I'll find them if you. It's funny. I've seen stuff. great arguments and um, yeah. um, against Tua for MV- MVP. Well, that's uh, that's the main reason I was asking because I yeah. had to believe he's surged up to the top now. Seven to two well, favorites. There was a very good one arguing why Tyreek Hill really should be the MVP mm. if that's the way you're going. But anyway, I, yeah, I think I say this most most years, but I, I really want. I'm just looking forward to the day when it's not a quarterback that wins MVP. I mean, yeah. I, I don't think it should just be the best quarterback of the year award. There has to be more to it than that, you know. Brock yeah. Purdy's twenty to one. Mm. There you go. Sorry. Is he the MVP <laughs> of that team? Of that team? I doubt it. Really. Yeah. I mean, yeah. but but again, you know, you just see the counter argument. You know, you yeah. I think Purdy's a quarterback who, un- unusually for a rookie. Last year, and and now a guy who's only had what it is, whatever it is, ten starts uh, in, in the league. He's a guy who won't lose a game for you. Yeah, um, that's yeah. Uh, that's the main thing. Yeah, and that's what you mm. got. I don't know if you saw the Jalen Hurts just to switch it to the Eagles very briefly because we were talking about them as a three and zero team. I think in, in regular season now games, excluding playoffs, he's now won twenty of his last twenty one games in the NFL, which is yeah. just spectacular. Absolutely. Um, let's do the Wembley game first. Is it Wembley this week, Mike? It is. It is Wembley, yeah. And I believe you're going? I am going, yeah. Oh. As a guest of the Falcons or the Jags? Covering it for the American magazine, strangely enough. And what does the American magazine cover? American things in in Britain, yeah. (laughs) It's aimed at the American audience in Britain. All right. Uh, The Atlanta Falcons take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. 11 to 8 about the Falcons. The Jaguars are 6 to 10. We can clip that up. No context. NFL only better. Uh, Three points is the spread. 43.5 is the over under. Um, How do you see it going, Mike? You are heading. Well, a week ago, I, I would have thought this looked this looked pretty good for Jacksonville, and and both teams are are coming off a loss. Atlanta's loss was was pretty much down to pressure. I thought, you know, Detroit decided that was the way um, to win this game was to to pressure um, Little um, uh, Ritter. I'm sorry, Little, <laughs> yeah. um, and um, 
it worked really well. They sacked him seven times. Um, they couldn't really get their offense their offense going. You got nothing on the run game, um, which is what they're supposed to be, is kind of a run first play action team. And Jacksonville, um, I mean, part of it was that kick return, but but they got beaten really badly uh by Houston, who all of a sudden looked really good. And um they they got Jimmy Ward. Again, you got to look at other things. They they got well. But we're not talking about Houston, so I'll, I'll leave that alone for a minute. Um, although Andrew Beck, the tight end slash fullback, who returned the kickoff eighty-seven yards for a touchdown, he was the up blocker ahead of the the kick returner was Mike Boone, and he took the ball away from him. He literally backed up to take the ball, which you're not supposed to do. You're supposed to let the guy come forward and take it on the run. He backed up and backed up and took it away, dropped it, picked it up, and then ran for the thing. I said, that's the way tight ends are supposed to play. You know, give me the ball. Get out of my way. Anyway, um, Jacksonville, I think, will stretch. It's, it's an interesting matchup, and the one that's going to really matter is, is Jacksonville's receivers against the Atlanta secondary, I think. Um if I were Jacksonville, I would try to run the ball um, a lot more than they're doing, um, and then go then go to Trevor Lawrence. I I think Atlanta with three is it three still? It is three, yeah. It is three, yeah. Um, I think Atlanta with three is an interesting bet, um, but I, I I like this one. Um, I like Jacksonville actually giving up the three. And uh, in their home, in their home stadium. Yeah, well, that's what I'll, I'll throw it over to you, John. Because as you were speaking there, my all I was thinking was, like Jacksonville, surely they got to be more used. Falcons yeah. have done the the, but but I mean, this is this is pretty regular for Jacksonville. I mean, they're over two three times a year now. I mean, yeah, I suppose. But like, or... yeah, I mean, that that's definitely true. But like, I mean, it's so often in these games in the UK, and I suppose in Germany or wherever else, wherever else as well. It's that the you can take into account the offense and the defense of both teams, how they're playing, the form, but sometimes the biggest variable is actually the the journey and the and the travel and the stadium and things like that. So, like you say, here the Jaguars have done this before, but they've also, I mean, I can't remember the scores off the top of my head, but it's not like, it's not always been playing sailing for them in, over in London. So, I think, you know, sometimes there's a tendency to overanalyze these types of games when you just see it so often where one team goes in and just is just half a pace above the other team. They've just traveled better. They've acclimatized better for some reason. And they just kind of get an unassailable lead and the other team can't catch up because they have to change their scheme. They have to change their strategy. So oftentimes these games are like 23, three or something along those lines. So I think this is a very good candidate for the under, which is 43, five in this one, I believe. Um, I think that's, you know, that's I think that's one of the plays of the week to go for the under in this one. There are two teams who are like particularly Atlanta, they've been kind of an under team lately anyway, with Ritter kind of throwing short passes and the like Bijan Robinson hasn't really taken off just yet. So I think there's a low point scoring potential in this game. So I'd be I'd be looking at the under. Okay. Uh the Thursday night game is a big one. The Detroit Lions are at the Green Bay Packers, five to six about the Lions. The Packers are even money. 1.5 is the spread, 45.5 is the over-under. Uh, where do we see both teams at the moment in the season, Mike? Uh, coming in, people would be leaning more towards the Lions, probably being uh, more f- uh, ready for a playoff run. Do you still think that that is the case? Yeah, but the thing that bothers me about the Lions right now is that their offense actually functioned really well against Atlanta. Um, Gibbs had a lot of yards rushing. Uh, Goff was pretty pretty effective passing. They 
They got uh, Laporta, the rookie tight end, involved in the past game, as well as Amon Ross, St. Brown. But they only put up 20 points. And that gives me a little bit of hesitation when you're playing Green Bay at home on a short week. And the Packers were, you know, kind of out of it. And they they should have lost that game anyway because it was a makeable field goal at the end of the game that would that would have um, would have turned their lead. And they and all their points came in the fourth quarter um, against a New Orleans team that really couldn't generate much offense. Um, first with Derek Carr and then with Jameis Winston. So look looking at it I, I like I like Green Bay here um especially getting point it's only a point and a half but but still uh they're at home on a short week so you know I think they're I think the defense will play better against Detroit I don't think the secondary gets shredded um and that's the that's the important thing there uh, so it's on the the match betting it's five to six about Detroit Lions Green Bay Packers are even money Mike would you before I go to you John would you be tempted to take the even money just flat yeah yeah, yeah, I suppose I, so. I, suppose I think so. it's probably as good a bet as as the one point five. Yeah, mm, this yeah. is just just to, like oh, I suppose it's yeah, and it, you know the game's coming up pretty close. I think it's tomorrow, obviously, but there are the Green Bay still have some potential injury issues, so I'd I'd look for a little bit like with some to some key players. I stress as well, like who's Bakhtiari is questionable, Watson. Aaron Jones, Jerry Alexander, all these guys are might or might not play. I think they're kind of on the precipice of, of participating in the game or not. So uh, I would be looking for a bit of clarity on that before I'd be. Um, it's, a good, it's a good point because Love still really has to prove himself under. Yeah, exactly. But if those guys, it, it, all things being equal, if, if both teams are being you know, relatively strong or at least as strong as each other and not, not missing too many players, I'd be looking like what Mike was saying as well. I'd be looking at the Packers on the on handicap. I think that's the best way. Yeah, I agree with you guys. I, I think a lot of it rests a bit on Aaron Jones, to be honest, because his explosiveness in, in week one um, and what I think he played some of week two and then came off and now he's missed kind of the end of that game and another game. Um, and he's kind of 50-50 this week and they 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 lodged him as out 90 minutes before the game. I think if he's back and he, Love can rely on him, mm-hmm. I think the Packers should just about get it done. Yeah. Uh, in I, the six I, think, I think they wait. Um I think Watson's due back next week as well. But, uh, you know, you, you almost don't want to play a guy in the short week and you yeah. give him the extra time to uh, to yeah. recover. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, so, obviously, uh, much like most of last season, we don't know the Sky game. So we kind of just had a look at some of the best of the red zone um, action. And you're going to be watching red zone anyway, people. So, you know, let's let's be honest. You don't watch Neil and the boys talk about things. Showing <laughs> you replays of touchdowns that happened 20 minutes ago. We just don't. <laughs> You know, we just don't. It was a touchdown in Detroit. Well, you know, you got to give yourself time <laughs> yeah. to figure out what's happened. Yeah, yeah, it happened ages ago, Neil. There's actually been a touchdown since you showed this touchdown. <laughs> uh, but let we... it all out, Kira. This has been obviously this has been festering inside you for a while. <laughs> when you do turn it on, sometimes you are quite surprised by some of the updates. You're like, you know, all right, uh, is is there something vamp- vampirish going on in, at, at home, Kieran? Or are you just, just avoiding no, the sunlight? in the background because it, it, there is a storm currently happening um, and it was really dark. <laughs> so I put the light on and blurred the background. But I do admit that I do look like... The king of darkness. Yeah. Well, no, and I, I'm not happy I feel about like I've it. got glaucoma or something looking at your screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Miami so if you, were, if you were Sky, which game would you, which game would you program? I was the doing these six o'clock games, I would take what we're going to talk about, the Miami Dolphins taking on the Buffalo Bills. It's five to four, the Dolphins, the Bills are 13 to 23 points in the spread. 53.5. 
is the over under because we gonna give see some points, boys, <laughs> or are we, John Bath? <laughs> well, I think I think we will see some points, Kieran. Uh, it is a big over under, but I mean, you're looking at two of the the premier offenses in the league, uh, two MVP candidate quarterbacks. You'd imagine as well, um, or at least I mean, you don't have to imagine; it's a fact for the for the, for the first few weeks of the season, at least. Anyway, um, yeah, like Miami, you know. There will be a tendency, I suppose, to sort of overanalyze how they absolutely destroyed what was a very, very, very poor Denver Broncos team last week. It's obviously not going to be the same uh, like every week. But then again, if we're sitting here this time next week and talking about Miami Dolphins putting 40 plus points on the Buffalo Bills in, in a road game, we'd have to sort of sit up and seriously take notice. But again, this will be a, a huge test of, of their credentials to see if they're actually legit or if they're just going to be one of those teams like flirting for a wild card spot when all is said and done so this will be a good indication of where they're going to stand and particularly in that division which will be difficult to get out of with two very very good teams and a Patriots team you can never count out on as well a Jets team are supposed to be good but we don't really know (laughs) (laughs) hey they just signed the passing primate (laughs) Trevor Simeon Simeon, exactly So maybe we can talk about that again but yeah I think like Miami are just again last week's game has skewed the stats a bit but they're they're so far ahead of the rest of the league at the moment in yards per play, which is 3.1 per play. And like the Bills have had two big wins so far in the year. Like they put up a couple of points in, in, in some of the games, but they're still just 0.3 in yards per play. So the Bulls should move around the field quite a quite a good deal in this sort of game. Uh, if this is in Miami, I'd be leaning towards them, but just I need to see them win a game like this on the road before I'd be too confident in them going forward. So I think I'll just be looking at the the optimistic over fifty three point five in this game and just hoping it's a you know a great introduction to just football on Sunday. I would just like to see a bunch of points in this game, and I think that's the way I'm leaning. It's a really good uh, John. I, I agree with John, but and it's really good. The Bills put up the offense put up thirty points against a pretty good Washington defense last week, um, and and Washington only got three, but that's that's another story. The, and the Bills defense is pretty well constructed. To, to be able to keep a team like Miami under under control. And by control, I mean not running over 30 points, say, you know, because they play a lot, they play a lot of two deep safety. They got a lot of quick linebackers um, who can cover and and get to those open holes um in the run game. So I, I agree that the 53-5 might be optimistic, but after last week, I would refuse to suggest anybody take the under on, <laughs> on this game. I don't want to get um now Miami is also even, so they were yesterday on the money line. Is that true still? No, Miami are five to four on the money line. It's thirteen. Five to four on the money line. Yes, yeah, so I, I would guess there'll be a lot of money coming in that way. Um that way as well. But I I, I agree with John. I do tend to, to like Buffalo at home in, in this one. And I think this will be a good test of Miami's defense and Vic Fangio as to how well they'll be able to stop Buffalo. Because in my mind, the Bills offense still flatters to deceive. Um and in the when they when the going gets tough, they go to Stefan Diggs and Stefan Diggs and Stefan Diggs. And yeah. um I thought the big thing for them was that James Washington looked uh, James Cook, sorry, James Cook looked good again, Dalvin's Dalvin's brother. Um, and that would make a big difference for them if they have a two-way dependable lead running back, which they haven't really had, you know, in the whole run of these good McDermott Bills teams. Okay, um, it should be a cracking contest. I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, battle kind of of, you know, 
contender slash pretenders. We we mentioned on the season preview that maybe we'd soured a little bit on the Bills, but um, it will be interesting to see who comes out on top. We're looking forward to that one. Um, there are two games taking place um, at 9.26. We assume the Patriots-Cowboys will be what Sky show. 5-2 to two about the Patriots. Cowboys 3-10. to 6.5 to spread. 43.5 is the over-under. And the other game is the Arizona Cardinals-San Francisco 49ers. Um, and the 9.05, it should be mentioned, is Raiders at Chargers. John Balf, um let's talk just about that Patriots-Cowboys game. You will remember that two of the spreads of last week were extremely high. Extremely high. 12 and a half points. They were Kansas and they mm-hmm. were Dallas. And one of those did not work out. Which one? It was the Dallas, <laughs> Dallas. one. <laughs> yeah. Kansas City, Kansas City were 12 and a half over Chicago and, yeah, and that, they I mean, won by 31. Rightfully so. Covered it, yes. Slightly yeah. covered it. I think where uh, do you see Dallas? Um, you know, I'm, I'm probably, you know, this is a what have you done for me lately kind of league. I'm a little less confident this week in Dallas than I would have been maybe when they were hammering the Giants 40 to zero in the opening week. Um, but I think this is more, yeah, I'm like, I'm not a, I think that there's, there's a play here with the Patriots getting seven points, to be honest with you. It's a road game. So that's going to be tricky, I suppose, too. But the the, the best part of the Patriots team and has been for a couple of years now is, is their defense. And they, they always seem to be able to kind of keep the opposition team in check for the most part. But on the other side of that coin as well, I'm just this that offense is just incredibly uninspiring, I think, in New England at the moment. Like it's Mac Jones is a serviceable quarterback, but he's never going to be a guy that can sort of lead a franchise by himself into the playoffs or make a deep run. He's just going to be a guy who can he knows the the scheme, he knows the playbook, he can get it done. But as long as you do a little short, you know, check down passes and things like that, that's that's the only way he wants to do. So that can that's one thing that I think might keep the score down. Um, but as well, I just I'd be leaning more towards, I think the bigger factor is the, the Patriots' defense more so than their offense in this one. So therefore, I think the Cowboys might win, but I don't know if they can win by seven or more. So I'd be looking at the Patriots with the points here. Yeah, I mean, last week, Mac Jones, they could have closed that game out if he could convert a third and three, and then a couple of minutes later, if he could convert a third and six. Yeah, and they didn't close it out. And it wound up with them giving a, the Jets a chance to um, to actually win that game. And that, to me, was the the least impressive thing uh, I saw. The problem for the Patriots here, Patriots, I think, are the first team in NFL history to have three defensive backs named Jones who are all on IR at the same time, <laughs> um, which means the pickings are pretty thin at cornerback for them. And I think that's probably a bad sign against the Cowboys. I also think their offensive line is crap. And that's a bad sign against Micah Parsons in in particular. Um, there aren't uh, there's maybe one guy, I think Strange may be out as well, who would have been. I, I don't think they can handle Micah Parsons one one on one. So, um, is it down to six and a half now for the Patriots? Oh, is it? It's six and a half now. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I would have taken them. With, I don't think I would have taken it with seven either. Um, and um, the under, obviously, people were betting the under at 42 and a half yesterday, so it's up to 43. But I still think, John, it's on the right track there with mm. the under. I would, just the last thing I'll say in that as well is that, I don't know, it might be an overreaction, but it seemed that the Cowboys missed Trayvon Diggs immediately when he was gone last week. And he's gone yeah. for the year, so that's, uh, that could be a thing that will actually potentially play into the into Mac Jones's hands if he's able to, to yeah. sling the ball a little bit. I've the game had interests me more. Well. Pardon Sorry? Do Dallas might have a slight issue at running back as well now? 
Would is Pollard hurt? No, but it's a bit over reliant, isn't it? Now, whereas when they oh, had yeah. Zeke, at least they had something. Yeah, it's what it's kind of now the Patriots have Zeke. This is the Zeke Bowl, but Zeke, Zeke hasn't Bowl, done yeah. Zeke hasn't done anything. What, what, and, uh, what game again? He's running behind in? a terrible offensive line. What game were you more interested in? Um, the Arizona San Francisco game. Arizona were twelve and a half point dogs to Dallas and won. And now they're as a reward, they're 14 point dogs to San Francisco. Um, so I I I very I would be very tempted to take Arizona with get and 14 um in this one. I'm I'm not sure San Francisco runs away with this. Um and right so far, Arizona just seemed to be playing mostly just playing hard, you know. And I, I think San Francisco will be able to slow Josh Dobbs down to a, a crawl. Um, and therefore, they'll they'll win the game. But I'm I'm not quite sure that they they clear the 14. Okay, interesting. Well, we'll see about that. Um, the big finish, two games to go, guys. Kansas City Chiefs take on the New York Jets. KC are one to five, seven to two. The Jets nine point five spread, forty two point five is the over under. Um, Kansas City looked pretty good at the weekend. Obviously, they looked good. okay. They're still same, looking same for person. they're still looking for a go to receiver. Um, who's not Jason uh, Travis Kelsey? Um, and Kelsey, as you probably noticed, didn't get any seam busting kind of longer, uh, longer slant routes or anything like the that. The man has a lot in his mind. He's not um, scored a touchdown since he started going out with, with Taylor Swift. So we got to start talking. That's a touchdown, talking touchdown. <laughs> on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, do you think? Do you think that like a year from now, when she writes her album, her next album, he'll be the top song on it, or will or will his the, like farewell to Travis be like the fourth song on the B side? We'll have to wait for Kelsey, Mike. <laughs> little faith, Mike. I'm a I'm a big believer in love. I'm a big so believer in love. I, I like I like this. I like Kansas City. I think I would even give the give the Jets the nine and a half points. Um, and the over under is tantalizingly low but you have to assume the Jets aren't going to cooperate very much with that (laughs) (laughs) that's what I was thinking too in this particular game well the first thing I thought when I was looking at the schedule and you know obviously the placement of where this game is it's like we're we're going to be repeatedly subjected to uh, Jets games in the in the prime time sort of schedule I suppose Mm -hmm. because the the assumption is going to be that Aaron Rodgers was going to be playing against Patrick Mahomes here but no we're looking at Zach Wilson and probably looking at a a Jets team who scores at most probably 14 points is I suppose their their absolute ceiling in this game um so with that in mind like I mean I'm it's 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 a very low it's 42-5 like as low and over under as you're going to get for a Chiefs game yeah well they only just got over the line at the weekend because it was 45 or something like that. So mm-hmm. basically the, the Chicago Bears touchdown um, was much needed if you back the over at the weekend. Well, I didn't think of it that way. Yeah, that's a good point. I would take a look and see what the chi- what the Chiefs over under is um, good in this shot, one if, yeah. you can, if you can delve deeper you know, mm-hmm. in, into it. And um, I would probably take the Chiefs over 40 in this. Um, really? Oh, very good. I, I mean, although I mean, the Jets' defense the is good, give them credit. The Jets, the Jets have a good defense. And the, the, supposedly, there's not a lot of happy people at the Jets at the moment. The I can understand that. That um, the the team are have turned on the quarterback and coach who is standing up for said quarterback. Yeah, I read that this morning. Actually, they've turned a bit on yeah. Salah because like, why are you playing this guy? <laughs> what can he do? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember and last year depth. when? Well, remember last year when Mac Wilson said it wasn't his fault? You know. Yeah, 
yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that always goes down well. Uh, last game, Seattle Seahawks take on the New York Giants, 19-20 by the Seahawks. The Giants are 17-20, uh, 1.5 is spread, 46.5 is the over-under. Two, two teams, guys, that when they get going can put some points on the board. What do you think, Mike? Uh, is Bar- Barkley's out, right? Um, I will check that. So let us take the but, assumption he is, and you shall continue your point while I Google he. That he yeah, the Giants to. are not a play-from-behind team. Dayball's they've got to be like, you know, close, close or, or in the lead and they can do what they want. Daniel Jones isn't really going to be a comeback from 10 down kind, kind of guy. Most of the time, Seattle are a little bit frustrating because they they were supposed to be, um, you know, with, with what's his name? Um, a a job, um, yeah, the, the rookie, the rookie receiver. Um, they were they were supposed to be you now three receivers, unstoppable kind of passing game. And really, their passing game has become an awful lot of look for DK Metcalf wherever he is, um, which makes him kind of predictable. Walker is, is a great running threat. Um, so I, I look at this one. Seattle's actually they were eleven to ten on the money line. And it's kind of an outside bet, but it's it is kind of a flutter. I would probably probably look look worth taking. Um, I think there's flaws enough in the Giants' game that they can do that they can uh, be taken advantage of. And I think defensively, the the Giants, if they can't get pressure, they can't do anything. And they haven't been good at getting pressure, which is strange for a Wink Martindale kind of defense. So yeah, I, I kind of edge towards Seattle here. Um, and I, I would take I would take them on the money line instead of with the one and a half. Yeah, I, I'd slightly agree with you there, Mike. Um, just watching Seattle again at the weekend, they, uh, they 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 seem to defensively. I'm not so sure about them, but they certainly know what they have in terms of their strengths going forward. John, would you see this kind of Seattle? Yeah, like I, I approach this game from the perspective of Seattle, to be honest with you, and like they smashed the over last week at the what was it 37-27 over over Carolina. So I mean that. That may, I've, I've been looking at the over-under in a lot of these games, to be honest with you, this week. And uh, if you look at the Seahawks, if you look at the just under the hood and the stats a little bit, they're averaging 5.4 yards per play on offense, but they're also giving them 5.6 on defense. So that kind of says to me that this could flip-flop, go back and forth a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping, again, I'm being the optimist. If Mike is the undertaker, I'll be the overtaker for, for this week. And uh, <laughs> I think the, uh, the 46-5 is... I mean, I'd prefer it if it was, you know, well, obviously, I mean, if I'm going the over, I prefer it was lower. But, like, I think, you know, if that was 44, I think it might be slightly more realistic. But I'll go 46-5 over, and uh, I think this could be one of those games. Like, especially, maybe it's recency bias, but I'm looking at that 37-27 game they had last week and just think that there's potential for a lot of points here. Okay. Um, a reminder, if you're enjoying NFL Sunday of our offer, it is uh, Bet5 on Bet Builders. Get a £5 free bet or euro. Uh, terms and conditions apply for that promo. You can see the website for all the details of that. A big weekend of sport up and coming. Uh, the Ryder Cup uh, will be of interest to many of you. And there is a podcast that was released yesterday uh, talking all about that. I tell you, Europe are very much tipped up on it. If you listen to it. But... I've given away the kind of the end there, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, but lots of other bets, um, including top European, top USA, top point score and correct score, etc. Uh, so all very, very interesting if you're a fan of that. So, gentlemen, it's time to pick out your best bets of the weekend. Um, John, you are supposedly out in front. You can go. What do you mean, supposedly? 
He's uncatchable now. You don't just set it up for like forensic analysis here, and I'm winning. (laughs) So (laughs) I do what uh, I want. (laughs) He's got. I'm going to make a quick prediction here. He's going to take my best bet right now. Oh Oh, well, let's let's, see then. Let's see. Okay, potentially for the first time so far this season, I'm going to be going to a Browns game for my. I told you. (laughs) I told you. And in the. so the the Browns are hosting the A at the AFC North rivals, the Baltimore Ravens this week. And the Browns, so far this year, have been their defense has been performing at almost like historical levels. Really, it's an astonishing defense so far. They've given up the grant in two games at home. They've given up six points. I think they've let the opposition into the twenty-five yard line once, and that was the that was a fumble. Mike's showing off his notes. Mike showing his notes. Yeah. So I think <laughs> the with. with with a an outstanding defense in a team that against they know very well. I also should stress as a side point that the Ravens have significant uh, injury issues coming into this game too. They're missing players, or at least have questionable players across a host of different positions on both sides of the ball. So with the the Browns' offense being legitimately very very good, and them still having a few question marks about losing Nick Chubb, and also Watson being is he good or is he not good? I think they can. I think the the under forty point five is the play here. Uh, that's a very very low over under, but this is these are two teams who uh, kind of don't put that many points on the board at the moment, and can and the Browns defense I think brings it home in a home game. So under forty point five. Okay, and he didn't take mine, so I'm taking the Browns to win. Oh, interesting. Oh, just the money uh, line. There, there is a stat about. No, the no, Ravens I'll, I'll give I'll give the Ravens two and a half. Oh, you're taking. Oh, you're giving them the points. Okay, right, right. Yeah. Right. Is it two and a half still? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll give the Ravens two and a half. Yeah. You're ignoring that there is a stat about when the Ravens are underdogs that they I know, I generally know. win. There's also a stat that when teams get beaten by more than 40 points, they win the next week. It's it, um, but I'm not going to go. I don't have. I don't have Even the, the I don't have the cojones. <laughs> I don't. I don't have the cojones to take the Broncos in Chicago. <laughs> Stats, much like hearts, are made to be broken. You know. Um, I am going to. I forgot. I was going to go there with my my. Uh, Chipperness. Um, where was I going to go? I wrote it down. You talked amongst yourselves, gentlemen. <laughs> well, you know, I also, I also, oh, yes, I the remember. Chiefs. I would, I would take the Chiefs giving nine and a half. I will it, take the Bengals to beat the Titans. Uh, noticeable that Jamar Chase did quite well um, on uh, Monday night. That is crucial. Joe Burrow, the injury, we don't know the extent of it, but um, it's crucial they won. They won. And I think they'll go on a little run now because they are good enough. Um, minus two and a half at it, at the Titans, but I mean the Titans are very one dimensional. So I'm I'm going to go Bengals minus two and a half best bet of the week. Okay, and that's it. Mike is writing them down. Which yeah, I just wrote I, them I, down. I don't know who told him he was in charge of all of this, but okay, I'm fine <laughs> with it. Uh, it appears I'm fine with it. Uh, if you're going to the Wembley game, as Mike is, if you see him, say hello um, and um, enjoy that. Hopefully, it'll be an absolute cracking contest. Mike uh, said ha- that ha- if anyone says they enjoy the podcast, you'll buy them a pint. So he did say that. <laughs> you should approach him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, there's a good one, and no one ever lies. Um, yeah, I'm practicing signing Kieran O'Connor's autograph in case anyone asks me for one. You yeah. should. You should. I'm very, very popular. Especially um, on the dinner bill. <laughs> lots of action. Uh, three games live on the box um, on Sunday at good times. Now, obviously, you got the late night games and Monday night football. So, loads of NFL to keep you posted. We will be back this time next week.
to run through everything as week five ends and hopefully our best bets have all been winners. A reminder to please do gamble responsibly. Enjoy the weekend, but do it responsibly. And we will be back from John, from Mike and from myself. It's bye for now.